0: Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in conversation podcast episode 177 and my very special guests on today's show are Peter, Jack and Steve from the band Tova. They've just released a brand new single called Headcount. They've released about four or five previous singles as well. So go check it out. They've also got a live online performance coming up as well uh which is fantastic they've got some great people behind it um but they are going live on youtube on the 12th of the 12th 12th of december 2020 uh you can get tickets for this live stream show from tovaband.com so uh have a look on there but do check out their music as well beforehand uh but also go go support these bands that are putting on these shows for 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 us that can't go out um and it was an w- absolute wonderful chat I had with them. Uh, we hit on a lot of topics, uh, including like the likes of mental health, but also about the music and and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a very cool chat with the three of them. Um, apart from that, uh, just want you get to rate, review, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Mention it to a friend. Do that kind of do the old school thing. You know, oh, I was listening to this. Give this a listen. You know, that kind of thing. Share it around the internet. Uh, this podcast that is because, um, like I say, I'm looking out. I'm keeping an eye out on the. Um, on the ratings and reviews and like reviews that people are leaving and i'm just wanting to get more of that kind of momentum going because it's kind of picking up now getting more subscribers on on youtube and followers on spotify and all that kind of good stuff uh so i'm just looking to get those ratings and reviews in which would be absolutely awesome if you could do that for me but apart from that i'm not going to keep you any longer i introduce you to tova enjoy So I'd like to welcome to the show today, I have Peter, Jack and Steve from the band Tova. Welcome, guys. Hello. 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 How are we all doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Manic day at work, but, you know, everything's all good in
0: the hood. Excellent. Excellent. That's good to good to hear, despite the uh, the issues, like we were saying beforehand, um, <laughs> that's going on at the moment and an impending lockdown and whatnot. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about your music. So, um, yeah, um, I've, I've, I'm a very recent fan of yours, um, to be straight up nice. honest. The first time I heard you was the track uh, Headcount, which you've just released. Um, cool. I went back, Ooh. I listened to uh, Absent as well and really liked that. Um, and that's why I kind of got in touch with you guys. Because uh, I dig the music, so it's all good. Thanks. man oh,
2: that's really good to hear. Thanks.
0: Excellent. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about um, headcount. Your latest um, single. Uh, this is your fourth single, uh, from what I've uh, gathered from research. Um, I'm assuming that's correct. I think, yeah. so.
1: No. I
2: think so. Great. Number five.
0: Yeah.
1: Living like ghosts. Sugar rush. Gun dogs. Absent. Okay, number five. Five. Oh,
0: it's five. Oh five. yeah. Oh He's cool, yeah. <laughs> Alright. So five. It <laughs> um, just shows my research is that good. Uh, um sort of sets the tone for the rest of this interview, I guess. Um uh, it's all good. Um but yeah, no, i, I really enjoyed headcount. Um it had a real kind of like uh I don't know, kind of vibe from from back when for me. Uh, a bit like Censor and um, Asian Dub Foundation, stuff like that from sort of back when. And it kind of uh, obviously has... For me, the, I'm just going through my what I've got from it. It's like Into Shikari, which I think was mentioned in a press release that I got sent. Um, but you've got like, a Hacktivist as well. It's got a bit of that in there. Um, and I was just sort of like wondering where you guys sort of like, where you lie with your sort of like influences and stuff, because I can hear quite a few things going on. Um, um but where you got yeah, that
3: That's really cool man. Um I I'm really glad that you've kind of like pulled some slightly more like old school references from it. Um we funnily enough started writing it because of it started as a bit of a joke actually. Okay. Um me myself Jack and Pete um watched about 2 hours of uh Corrupt FM t- doing a BBC uh Radio 1 Takeover. Yeah. And after those two hours, um, I think she, uh, Pete went outside and shotgunned a few beers. <laughs> and we thought, wouldn't it be really funny if we wrote a garage song and then replaced all of the garage influences with guitar? And that's how it started. Okay. Um, and it kind of it grew from there, and it went from something we did essentially to make ourselves laugh. And we did it and we ended up laughing simply because we thought it was so good. We were like, we've never heard a band do this. Mm. I mean, we have influences from, of course, Enter Shikari. Um, we've had a few people mention Activists, which I used to listen to a fair few years ago. Um, but I think the main, the main thing that influenced us with the song was the idea that we were trying to do something that blended two styles of music that shouldn't work together yeah. and try to and and therefore would make something kind of a bit it's it, you know it's pol- there's polarizing views to that music but yeah. it definitely creates something that gets you noticed i suppose
0: no definitely i think that's why i sort of gravitated more towards it because i've always i've always loved um like a meshing of genres uh it's kind of my um sort of background as a dj and stuff like that of mashups remixes um Ooh. i was uh i was a scratch dj in a new metal band so i had that kind of hip hop hey. influence with metal hey, and stuff that's so sick so <laughs> it, it's, it's just stuff like that i've always loved and i can hear i mean i can hear the garage stuff in there as well um which is which is really cool because it's like it, it's it's one of those like um those i love when genres that that are sort of natural enemies if you will <laughs> yeah yeah like you know,
2: when it shouldn't work but it does
0: yeah exactly it's like you know the sort of like heavy metal and dance and electronic dance music and and and, and like back in the day of like rocks and mods and all that kind of stuff and and mm. i've always loved when someone just goes you know what fuck this there you go it's yeah. together and that's what yeah. i really liked about your your sound um it's just that meshing of of, of different genres and different influences and 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 it, I, I just thought it was really cool and and you guys have kind of come out the blue uh on me uh on this front and i Just sort of what I'd like to get as well for my listeners and stuff is is your sort of, like, origin story, if you will, because I know you're relatively sort of recent within the last couple of years, I think you've been around. Is it since 2018?
3: Mm -hmm. And Yeah, end of. End of. And I was
0: just sort of wondering if I can get some of that sort of origin story. Uh, Of course, man. I'll I'll, I'll grab this one
3: because I started it with uh, Ben, who's the keyboard player in the band. Um, Essentially, um, myself and Steve and Pete, Um, have all toured together for uh, quite a long time. Um, Pete was our tour manager in in a band, myself and Steve were in. Um, I played guitar, he played drums. And when that finished, I wanted to try something completely different that didn't really have any uh, any kind of like genre boundaries, essentially. Um, It started essentially... Because um, I suffer with uh, depression and um, quite bad anxiety, and, and and have done for for quite a long time. And, and I wanted to create something that gave me an outlet because I was very lost without doing music. Mm. Um, for a, for the few months that I wasn't in a in a band, I felt completely out of touch. And so I started this and, and wrote a song uh, with Ben. Uh, in a flat in West London, which has now been demolished. Um, (laughs) And seven weeks later, um, Steve came in and played drums on that track, In Secret, because he was still in the other band. But now the cat's are of the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we asked Pete Pete to join in the chicken cottage, and he said no. Yeah, I said Um, no. (laughs) And then about eight months later, I was
1: like, Ah, man, I really miss being in a band. Yeah all right, okay I'll join. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll just settle for that. That's yeah, fine. yeah <laughs> and and then uh, it, yeah, and then then what happened basically was that we so we met our management essentially by went to a BBC introducing event. Yeah, um, went in through the artist area because we didn't want to go through the other area and, and just kind of blacked our way in um, <laughs> and handed in a handed in a USB stick to Steve Lamac, which had a playing card attached to it with our band name written on it thought nothing of it. And about two hours later, he played our song um, on BBC Introducing in oh, wow. this room of 300 people. Um, and um, it, uh, it it didn't even go down that well, if I'm honest. Like <laughs> He liked it. The other people in there from certain parts of the industry didn't really like it that much. But then this woman came up to me at the end, gave me a business card and went me like I was in trouble at school and I was like I was like oh okay okay and I called her and that's our manager Lisa who ended up taking us on eight weeks after we became a band um and so from there we kind of yeah I got that initial spark of confidence to think this could really do something you know
0: yeah no, that's that's yeah. a really cool. I like that. That's a good origin story. That's <laughs> very different from a lot of the others I've heard, which is really cool. So, no, I mean, like going to these sort of events and stuff. I remember back in the day doing that sort of rounds of of blagging your way into certain things and gigs and 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 all that, and handing rogue demos to various people that you recognise. And um, and I, I used to do that. I used to run a fanzine um, back when I was like. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and i got to interview a band at sanctuary which is i think nice. uh like they uh, were, like, looked after like iron maiden celine dion so walking into this place is like gold discs on the wall and everything um well wow. and i left a demo in there and um, nice As you do as you do uh with a number on it and stuff and yeah we got contacted by a, a, a like a music exec at that point um a lawyer and music lawyer and stuff and and yeah it kind of went from there and we had a little bit of a m- like mid midway success i think they call it um <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah no no i love that cuz that's the kind of sneaky thing i'd do just go in there you know with with something on it like you did guys did with the playing card i used to send like other fanzines like packs of like with the cd or the the cassette tape or whatever and and um with like i don't know a pack of fruit pastels or or (laughs) or a box of milk tray you know stuff like that just sort of like just to get noticed and stuff and that's really cool that's excellent i like that um so, guys, like uh where was I going to go? um yeah, you actually, I was going to go back uh mental health, you mentioned a moment ago, mm-hmm. that you suffer from uh depression and stuff and and that 's something i 've been quite um trying to actively talk about, especially on my show uh because hey, I'm, yeah. I'm in the same boat, I have that kind of like I have the anxiety depression um you know and, and I take a medication every day uh to kind of uh, battle that and things and 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 with oh. with the uh, um being in a band and stuff, and when that finished um i was in the sort of same boat as you like having that kind of because you've been doing something for so long it's like a a breakup of a relationship for Um, sure man and and not a lot of people equate it to that because they kind of see like a band split and they go ah you know um but there's nothing no one sees the other side of it where you know it's not always what all the members wanted you know, even though they, mm. you know, it comes out and says this was a joint decision to do whatever. Um, yeah. You know, not saying my band, um it wasn't, I'm not going to, I'm still friends with them. So it's okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you just, you just miss that. You miss that kind of connection, that buzz, that, that, that creativity sort of like expressing yourself, um, you know, and, and, and I was just sort of like, you know, it, Sort of these days, uh, with with you guys and and I know it's difficult at the moment because of COVID. So gigs aren't really happening and stuff. Um, but you know, how how do you sort of get into that sort of like headspace? Like, is it is creating enough for you right now, or is that urge to sort of like perform in front of people as well there, or is that- I think um, I, I think
3: that for for the longest time um, over the last I would say six months or so creating has been, it's not really been enough. It's been the only thing yeah. really. Um, myself and uh, Pete, it normally, we normally start by singing each other uh, song ideas via WhatsApp um, quite a lot of the time. And then we kind of go from there and we've only been able to see each other, all of us um, uh, a handful of times throughout the entire year, you know, and it, yeah. and it takes its, it takes its toll. Of course, Um, but we've managed to almost rework the way that we do things. And it's actually, it's actually helped. I think, I think the, the, the severity of the situation and the fact that we aren't distracted by the the things we love to do, like, you know, like touring and stuff. The only thing we've been able to do is go, we've had to funnel our, our concentration into, into just creating songs. Um, and, That has been a cathartic experience for myself. I know it has been for everyone else. Sometimes it's not that cathartic when I send about 10 song ideas a day to everyone. Um,
1: God, you have no clue how many audio messages I get sometimes. I get like... WhatsApp voice notes, honestly. Nice. Every time I see audio message, Jack, Forgery, I think I have this instant dread of, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to listen to 10 different song ideas today. <laughs> oh that
0: No, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I was like um like I don't ignore. I was discussing with uh some ages ago actually someone should release a lot of bands like music memos. Oh, oh like, god. You know, just like those working ideas and and sort of getting into that sort of like, you know, where the where those songs come from a bit. But if oh, anyone dude, comes, I'd love, I'd love oh, to do that. You know, there's just, like there's like
1: yeah. 150 different ideas coming out that we you know have to have by
3: the end of <laughs> just, just in
1: like a month
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we have so, them I mean, all saved really on our cool. computer and we've had wow. uh i think it's coming up to about 150 different ideas we've written since since the uh, lockdown started oh wow um and it's just it, for me it's it's a constant uh distraction um and it's especially the best thing for me honestly is, is, is plugging in headphones and just Messing around with things that come from like we said before, things that come from different genres and yeah and the best thing about working um, the best thing about working with your 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 best friends I think is that you can be really brutally honest with with stuff, and me and Pete argue like we 're brothers <laughs> all the time constantly, <laughs> but it oh always goodness. helps create it always helps create the best music because there's never a point where we kind of bite our tongues. You know, yeah. I think being polite is just a fancy way of lying, you know, or not telling the truth. Like yeah, we, yeah.
2: I think we, me and Jack, me and you, we've learned, from, you know, we've all learned from previous bands that you literally, you just got to put it all on the table and just be honest with each other. You know, don't be a dick to each other. Yeah. But, you you'll get to the end result a lot quicker if you just be honest and communicate rather than you know kind of going off in a huff or anything like that. So we we work very well the four of us just because we just act like children and just <laughs> tell each other what we think and and just have a laugh doing it. Don't take ourselves too seriously, really.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. It's the it's the kind of thing I have with uh, it's like, it's called fearless feedback. Where, um, mm. if I'm working with a collective of people, I always say to them, Look, if there's anything you n- want to say, don't feel like you're going to hurt my feelings or anything like that. If you feel you've got something to, you know, add to this, or if you don't like something, let us know. Because otherwise, you end up, like you say, you can end up with a lot of tension between you guys. And yeah. obviously, you guys know each other really well on that front. Um, and you've got that connection where you can just go, You know what? That doesn't work. Let's do this. Or, you know, that is yeah. just playing shit but we're gonna do this you know.
3: <laughs> yeah for sure we've done oh man we've 48 hours at some point where we've been working on we've been working on stuff we wrote a song the other week we sent it over to steve wasn't with us at, the, at that point and we sent him over oh. about 10 10 different ideas he sent over loads of different notes about it two days in the house with the lads it took took me about three hours to get there and after the two days pete was like I don't know if this is working. And I was like, I'm really glad you said that because it (laughs) it just isn't. And sometimes you have to be you have to be honest with it. And, yeah. you know, we've written other songs that are due to come out next year that we've written within five minutes. We, we wrote and we wrote Gun Dogs in five minutes, which was the first, yeah. like, proper single we put out, apart from the warm-up ones, you know. Yeah. Um, we wrote that in five minutes, and we actually have the phone recording of that five minutes, and it's exactly as it is on the... It's
2: literally, like, 99.9% exactly how it turned out on the record, which is an amazing feeling to just do that, and yeah. actually a uh, jam becomes a finished single you know that goes on kerrang and things like that so like there, that was ace
0: yeah no, you I must have
2: something so. guys
0: <laughs> yeah so there's, there's, there's something there for you guys it's good it's good <laughs> um so you mentioned there, you've got a bunch of like songs uh kind of almost ready to release is that are you continuing the sort of like um single releases or are you gonna sort of like combine them all for an ep or an album or anything like that P
1: Yeah, so so the plan is um, to uh, pretty much, I think it's released two or three more singles um, with the intention of then releasing an EP, which will have probably four or five songs on it, um, next year, towards the end of next year. Um, We're going to try and stagger those releases out, so um, hopefully that people start picking up our music a bit more and start understanding what we're about and why we're creating the music that we do.
2: Yeah, yeah. We we kind of wanted to bide our time before, uh, before doing like an EP or thing like that. I think the whole single thing has worked kind of really well in lockdown because we can focus on literally one entity, one song entity at, at a time, and give it the you know the full attention it deserves. And mm. actually, we've yeah we yeah we've just worked on things like radio and actual you know things that rather than touring, we've worked on radio and and social media. So actually, it's been you know. Bit of a positive, maybe. Yeah, this year, but sure, man. Yeah. sure.
0: It's, it's it's really kind of giving. I've always thought the sort of like digital release like platform has always been a level playing field for every artist, and then it's down to yeah. the promotion that you kind of put behind it. Um, mm-hmm. With with COVID and all that kind of crap, it's 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 really has leveled that off completely. So there are a lot of bands that are kind of thriving on this. They're they um, I think mm-hmm. I did I did a whole ton of podcasts during the first lockdown um i think i took i yeah i talked to 52 different bands Mm -hmm. and like was releasing stuff every day and that was my output for (laughs) that along with trying to work but um (laughs) uh, but no just sort of like the what i got the initial sort of like plan like people going through that was kind of um trying to build a plane in flight was the sort of like analogy that came up a lot because a lot of bands didn't really recognize what they had to do or to, you know, to get noticed now. Um, a lot of them could ride mm-hmm. on doing tours because they're a hell of a live band, but have always kind of like not done so many interviews or not done so much online work. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, the band yeah I
1: think I think changing our focus on what it from what it used to be with you know doing live shows or um, trying to get people involved that way and spreading word of mouth that way it's we've we've been able to change our focus through what's happened this year to social media or to radio play and from that um, I think uh, I'm not 100% sure but I'm pretty certain we've gained more fans during lockdown when no one's out able to go out and listen to new music uh live yeah um than we had than we did before lockdown um mm. so and that's just been a that's just from us purely changing focus of yeah where we have to look to 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 for, for new fans and to try and help people listen to new music
0: yeah i think that's been the key as well like I've i've actually had more time to listen to stuff which has been brilliant because i get like obviously get a lot of like promo shots every day and and you know not everything gets my full attention but with with lockdown initially i got to listen to everything in its entirety whether it was an album a single an ep or whatever and and that's been like that's been something i've been kept i kept going since because obviously everything kind of went back to i want to say normal but i went back to work and Mm. you know and uh, you know kids went back to school and all that kind of stuff so you know it did go back to some kind of normality but i've kept that discipline of listening to everything that i get sent like in its entirety um so that's what i think with from a consumer point of view i think that's been like the the actual like one of the positives out of this thing that people are actually sitting down and listening to music again
2: yeah and remembering what's important
0: Exactly. Yeah, I,
3: and just slowing I think, down, just slowing the fuck down a yes, bit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, man. Exactly. I, I think there is a um, I think that that there has been prior to the lockdown, there is almost a a death of the attention span, and and I think that. That's the name of our album, by the way. <laughs> As we're writing it out, we just forgot what we were doing and put it down. Um, the, I, I think the, uh, the yeah, there is there has been this kind of everyone's trying to do like multitask seven different things at once. And if the video that you're watching isn't insane within four seconds, or the music you're listening to doesn't hit the chorus before it starts, you're not interested and and i think now like you say there's 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 been a bit more time for you to kind of sit down and and listen to a whole a whole album a whole ep yep. or even just a whole song yep. sometimes 4 minutes is an eternity because you're like oh i could be sitting on instagram you know what i mean like yes. there's there's <laughs> like people find 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 it so hard to spend 5 minutes just taking something in and and i think maybe a band who are just starting out haven't really got the knack of grabbing people and shaking them and getting them to pay attention within the first 10 seconds. But maybe the fact that you can listen to a whole album or an EP now and you have that time, mm. maybe you go, oh, this band will have something in the future. And I think it's at the moment, like you say, because everything's online, the only different factor between us and, and somebody else is just if the, there is a quality in music, if it's good, it will get somewhere. You know, yeah. if, if, I think um, I always try and run things on 1% if 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 one percent of people like it then that's good because if one percent of the planet like it that's 80 million people you yes. know
0: yeah um that's good no definitely good maths as well yeah good math Quick <laughs> <maths. That's> good. <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> um yeah cause, i was gonna say because like that attention span thing is definitely definitely something that i sort of suffered from um because i used to be able to listen to albums like fully like from start to finish mm. There'd be some like albums that I wouldn't interrupt. I would just let them play through, um, and then sort of over time, I kind of got into the sort of you know the shuffle phase, if you will. I think yeah. Um, but like I say, since since sort of like the beginning of this year, I've I've gotten into got back into kind of the more progressive sound as well, like progressive rock and pro- progressive metal. And oh, cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and and actually, like a band I like, at least recently interviewed, they, their first song on their EP is like sixteen minutes long um yes. i actually managed to get through the whole thing um and then and then obviously the rest of their ap as well whereas like maybe before i would have done like you know a couple of minutes and then skipped ahead of bit, <laughs> a couple of minutes skipped ahead of it it's just still the same song um but yeah. now i've got that i feel i've got a lot of that attention span back where i can actually absorb the creativity, or the, you know how they how they perceive this music, how they wanted it to be consumed, how they wanted yeah. it to you know enter someone's life, and 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 like going back, and I listen to like classic stuff like uh, Rush and Yes, and and uh, 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 I can't think of anyone else, Moody Blues, stuff like that, where you know the sort of classic prog, if you will, um, and yeah. a sort of like I'm able to put an album on now mm-hmm. without interrupting it. um You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a vinyl DJ by sort of like. Origin and whatnot, and I buy the albums now on vinyl primarily. Um, yeah, same man. <laughs> oh
2: man, yeah. The CD and vinyls so with the, actually reading the line, the the notes, yep. you know the liner notes and, and the lyrics, and yeah, it's getting lost in it. That's
0: yeah. I always that's found what like we need it, to bring back. It's holding the artwork. You've got this big piece of like someone spent like a lot of time on this artwork, um, but you've also you you've got the physical music like if, yep. you, if you had a microscope you could see it <laughs> on the vinyl that's yeah, yeah. cut into it and so and that's what i love about it i mean i i scratch the shit out of a lot of vinyl don't get me wrong um not everything's a classic <laughs> um but you know i i buy you know i've got the latest shikari album on vinyl i've got the latest um actually i've got just received today the reissue i don't know if you know the band earth tone nine um they're a band from well they're still around now but 20 years ago they released an amazing album and i just got their special vinyl (laughs) and that's been on repeat today um but no it's just I, i love that like physical aspect of it and sort of like and now getting back into that side of it i can now go to like i can dj without having to skip tracks as well not not so much that but like cutting the track off too soon because um, mm-hmm. i used to yeah. sort of like when i dj i was like jumping between tracks so i play like a minute and a half of that two minutes of that minute of, you know and just sort of fall into that trap but um now i can let the song breathe a little bit and stuff like that which is really cool so yeah man for sure Great, man.
1: Yeah, there's yeah definitely been a a, a more of a, a more appreciation for music and especially new music that people are finding out of either you know boredom or just out of oh man i've listened to that classic album 20 30 times in the past week let let me just listen to something different for a little bit and it's good that a lot of people are yeah that even though there is the death of cd and whatever it's people are still wanting that vinyl and that that to to feel that thing that the, the band has created
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely um on another sort of medium uh if you will what your music videos that you've created um because you've done them over sort of lockdown and stuff and and the one for um headcount uh was really cool you kind of found a sort of like derelict building um <clears throat> somewhere um i don't know where obviously <laughs> um but you shot like a kind of like a horror film if you will um yeah. do you want to tell us a bit about that where that sort of came from well the
2: location was uh, was it wood was it lads? Yeah, it's an old police oh, the- uh, academy, like training academy that's been derelict for like years. Nice. And people like there's obviously graffiti everywhere. people even did that on the day uh, while we were while
3: we were shooting as well. Oh, Jack, tell them about the uh, the rap video. Oh yeah, so so uh, we so we shot yeah, we were shooting uh oh shooting the video and God, um in the in the space because it's a police training center or, or it was so there's there's a couple of different floors yeah. um, because as you know police never train in bungalows so <laughs> there is so on the on the, floor That's the name above, of our second album
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> on the floor above where we were at one point we were doing a scene or whatever it was and someone was like uh, I think that guy has a snake and we were like what and we looked up and there was a rapper who was, like, miming along to a song being played out of a phone. Someone was filming the music video on the phone, and he was just stood on these stairs with this massive snake around his neck. I was so Um, jealous. (laughs) I was was wondering where my snake was for the (laughs) head cam. I mean, it
2: was obviously a renter snake, though, wasn't it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But it it was was really tense, because I was like, I mean, that might just chomp someone at any point.
1: Um, at one point, it looked like there was like a music video standoff where off. we were waiting for them; they were waiting for us because we were, we were both had our playback, each other across playing. the room, just like. So, who's gonna go next? Do you, do you, are you gonna stand here? Like, what we're shooting here, and it <laughs> was just so intense at one
3: point. It was. Um, it was really. It was really exciting to to do it as well because we planned these ideas um, and we planned kind of Steve actually took on quite a lot of the responsibility with, with the kind of like the idea for the, for the video and for the song, um, which was nice to do because I'd written all the lyrics and, and I always like to see what other people perceive the lyrics to be in a song and see what ideas come out from, from, from them. Cause it's completely different to me as it is for, for, for somebody else. Um, and uh, so there was, there was just loads of really interesting. I love horror films, and it, and and it was just really, um, it was just really fun to act out ridiculous, like almost like slapstick eighties kind of like horror cliches yeah. in in a music yeah. video. I think at one point, me and you, Jack,
2: we did like a most haunted esque kind <laughs> of scene where we were running away from like in like night vision and. Oh, don't go down there, kind of thing. Oh, look! <laughs> oh. Look at that. As in like patting on my shoulder. Look,
1: looking at the raw footage, it looked incredibly hilarious watching you two do that. Oh,
2: it's so good! I want
1: the raw footage. It looked yeah. like very carry on. Oh, brilliant! It was. You had to, there was
2: one bit where you had to drag me down these cement stairs. Oh um, yeah. And I got like bruises all my torso <laughs>
1: for like a couple of weeks. It was yeah. worth that one shot, right?
3: Yeah, if oh, you yeah, check yeah. out yeah for, if, for the half a second you were in shot there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> like check out the music video, side. if you check out the music video just before the guitar solo comes in, you'll see Steve do this weird, twitchy, edited thing where he gets dragged down some stairs. I was stood behind watching that happen. It's and a it news ring really a guitar. <laughs> Look, looked very painful. It looked very, very
2: painful. <laughs> but no, we love, we love the outcome. It was uh, definitely our proudest video to date, and the special effects I think really, really, uh, just came out so well. And Jack even levitated at the end. Sure <laughs> did. Through the uh, use of uh, spirits, Spirit. yes. <laughs> spirits, all that.
0: <laughs> Excellent. No, so I really enjoyed the video. Um I, Thanks, man. I've always liked uh, sort of. It had that kind of raw esque side to it which i really like in a lot of video it mm-hmm. wasn't like um i don't know i guess you know it hasn't got that you know mainstream polish to it and and mm. I, I really sort of like and i love like that urban exploration thing as well where you found this building <laughs> and, yeah you know, and, and obviously if it was an old police kind of like training center um that that's really cool no, that's really cool um guys i've got a couple of questions left for you uh if that's all right and i can let you get on with the rest of your evening and stuff if you've got anything planned um but one thing I, I just want to ask like going sort of like into the future here obviously you've got a couple of like you said you've already mentioned you've got a couple of singles are you doing anything else sort of like online for the sort of fan base you're building uh are you doing any kind of like i don't know performances or or have you got yeah. the opportunity to do that
3: we have a really um a really big uh, performance that is um, going to be premiered on December the 12th. Um, and it's going to be via our, our YouTube page. You'll be able to buy tickets for it online um, cool. this week, actually. And um, we've started to we're collaborating with a company called cyan limited um they do the lighting for like bring me the horizon young blood tally the creator nice um and so we've we've kind of got the help of the arts council um we've got arts council funding for this performance and it's in this it's yeah it's in this massive warehouse space that they've created um they've created like a, a streaming almost venue um so we've got access to all of the best essentially the best the world's best kind of like lighting rigs for this performance um we are going to be having uh, a variety of like costume elements from different videos that we've done um, we're going to be performing songs from the very first song we we've written and recorded that went on to BBC up to the songs that we've had on Kerrang. And there's also going to be a bunch of new songs that no one's heard. Half the set is completely unreleased music. Wow. Um, And that's, so that's going to go out on December the 12th Um, and you can get tickets for it online and you'll also have an option to be able to buy it and then have it downloaded. So it's going to be for for us. It's, I feel like it's definitely going to be the thing that puts a stamp on our career and and kind of says, you know, here we are, like this, this is where we're heading because of the set that we have prepared. um, We've got it all together just before lockdown, fortunately enough. Um, But it's, I think I can speak for all of us really when I said it, it, we're incredibly proud of it. Um, Mm. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. We're we're calling the performance because it's based on kind of like my journey through my mental illness um, and everyone else's kind of um, issues and, and demons that people have. And a lot of the music's almost carrying a narrative where it's following on from that head count horror vibe. Um, and it's essentially personifying mental illness through the idea of, uh, of demons, of supernatural kind of things. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have like a physical theater actor in the performance as well. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really, really cool. So I would definitely check that out on December
0: 12th. Excellent. No, I'm going to check that out. I will check that out. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. It sounds really cool. I mean, um, I love the way, uh, like, artists like yourselves have kind of found these avenues to kind of still play. Um, there's obviously, like you say, so like the venue you've got up is kind of set up as a streaming venue, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, again, a great business model for these days, um, you know, because it's going to be a while before we're sort of back to having crowds of course. if you will yeah um but you know that sort of thing is really cool i mean i've sort of seen it evolve over over lockdown i've seen djs kind of go to venues where they would play and they play in front of a camera and then they stream it live over mm-hmm. you know whatever format and and stuff like that and now i'm seeing bands do it like yourself i think down in southampton one of the venues were doing it for a little bit as well uh is it 18 mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of the venue uh it's, it's a date but uh, it's a year i should say um but <laughs> no there was a lot of bands that did that it was like uh Seathing akira uh bleed again um and a whole bunch of other bands from that area are doing it. And, and, and it was a good experience. And I've just like, I noticed, um, as well, I, I had a non point on the show and they had a, a 20th anniversary celebration of their, one of their albums. And they did this online performance as well, cool, um, where they kind of entwined live performance, which they were doing there and then, but they had like vignettes between songs and stuff of like yeah. creating off that album and things like that. um, which is really cool and just watching this evolve and like watching artists like yourselves get out there still and 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 have that like outlet for you because it's something that when it's taken away from you like that it's 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 you know it's horrible but there are people thinking outside that box and trying to sort of like get like new ways of getting music out there for instance you know because putting a film out it's easy you can kind of get a you know i say easy you can put it on youtube or you can you know if it's a good film you can get it on one of the streaming services or they can adapt yeah. to use that uh with music it's a lot more difficult because you're not signed to the same kind of thing um you know you can get your stuff on the streaming services but that live element that needs to translate that people need to see that energy behind it um and i, I look forward to seeing your performance because sounds. like really you cool. man yeah with uh with uh, with all the sort of elements that you were talking about as well um sounds really cool
3: um, yeah man, it's going to be it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be really special for, for us and it's going to be the it's going to be the closest thing we, we will have to uh, performing but it's also it's entirely separate from a lot of the the, the touring that we've done before has been obviously as, as a very new band the touring has been quite small yeah. and the idea that we can essentially take our future and present it in a live stream because this is the type of stuff that we're we're aiming towards over the next say five years or something. And it, the fact that we can showcase this after the first two years of being a band is, is actually thanks to the terrible situation that we find ourselves in, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm very proud of the work that's gone into it and I'm, I i can not wait for people to, uh, to see it happen basically.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool, guys. a uh, couple like I say, a couple questions left. <laughs> um uh, what I want to find out, these are kind of my standard sort of like finishing questions, if you will. Um, but what I want to find out from each of you if if you don't mind, is your um your three albums that you can like pinpoint um kind of like the musician that you've become today. So the one that made you wanna pick up the instrument, the one that made you want to sing, um, You know, there can be, like, old classic albums. There can be, like, new ones you've just heard, and they've kind of inspired you on that front. But I just want to find out what those pivotal albums were for you guys.
3: Yeah. Do you want
0: to go first?
1: Yeah. So uh, one that made me want to pick up an instrument was Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. Nice. Um, I absolutely... I'm, like, Rage Against the Machine's number one fan. (laughs) I... Love them to death. I got to see them when they did their comeback gig, uh, Reading in 2009. Yeah. 2008, 2009. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I was right, I was like two or three people deep from the front, right in the center, screaming at Zach De La Rocha, <laughs> him screaming fucking me. I was like, this is, the, this is a highlight of my life. Nice. And, um, I just, and I just wanted to, yeah, I, as soon as I heard that album, oh, when I was, gosh, like, 10, 11 years old I really just wanted to play music at that point Um there's one that's like the one that made me really want to so I do some backing vocals in the in the band and I one thing, one album that really made me want to um, really start singing more, because uh, in a previous band I used to be a screamer, in a band me and Jack used to be in to, uh, together
3: Okay, um, We Were Children really, What was that? I said, we were children in that band. Yeah, when we were children, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, uh, but one that really made me want to start, you know, singing and taking music quite seriously was, um, it was uh, I Like It When You Sleep by the 1975. Cool. I just love the melodies in it and uh, a lot of the stuff in there is just really quite nice and a lot of the subject matters really connected with me um, when they first released it. It was just sounded really, really nice. Cool. Um, but then obviously a lot of music that really inspires me in general is most bring me the horizon uh releases or enter shikari releases i'm always i'm always staying up late for when they say they've released it i'll list, try and list, be the first person to listen to it on spotify or you know something like that
0: nice um i can't get enough of it uh, how did you like the new uh, bring me the horizon ep i love it cool same um,
1: it's great but i've just i've read a whole bunch of um articles lately where this, they're having bits saying that they've um, ripped off a couple of riffs and stuff from people, which um, I was quite surprised by. But, uh, yeah, I still love it either way. I love the collaborations, and I think it's going to be – I think me and Jack were talking about this the other day. We're, we're hoping this is the start where, you know, how like rappers on an album will have you know 20 different features on, like, 12 tracks yeah. from other rappers to prove that – they're good or whatever. And I think, I hope this is the, the beginning of rock music doing the same where everyone's trying to collaborate and work together to create better music. Yes. And we're hoping, uh, you know, with this Bring Your Eyes EP, it's just, it's going to start that. Um, and yeah if anyone like uh Frank Carter wants to come and feature on this <laughs> thing with us so I'm more than happy. when, You know Ollie Sykes come over I, I have no problem. I'm not going to say no. He's down stay
3: on my sofa. Fine.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: same. That's the <laughs> lockdown.
0: No, it's awesome. That's why I got away from that bring me horizon like uh new EP was that that collaboration um element to it which was it, it's been a like it's been a while since we've re- I've had I've heard an album that had that sort of like especially of a single artist having that many guests on it apart from like max cavalera who tends to bring in a lot of people into the soulfly albums and stuff like that mm. but, um and like the sort of like forced collaborations i suppose of like movie soundtracks uh spawn and judgment night are the sort of like pinnacle mm. of those but no no that's what i got from it It's like, especially when it's like um you've got obviously sort of the new element of 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 rock and metal out there as well with like young blood um mm. and um obviously you've got the sort of like, vet, I say veteran, it's really weird saying that, but Amy Lee, um, yeah. <laughs> on there, and like baby metal, and stuff like that as well, which was, yeah. like, I love that Kingslayer and track, it was...
1: Yeah. And it's, it's it's such a great track, and it's also, you know, with bands like Bring Me The Rise, and then Sh- Shikari, it's kind of just proving that, you can, you don't have to, follow a single formula, um, all the time, to create hit songs, or really great songs, or really great albums, you yeah. can, Pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. And as long as it's good music, it's, it's going to come across and fans are going to
0: like it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool, who was next? Um,
3: I'll jump in, man. Yeah, sure. So the first one that would have inspired me to play music um, would be... Uh, well, I started playing guitar um, because... <laughs> I used to play saxophone. I was about four foot tall and I played saxophone in school. Nice. And um, and I, I left my I, mean, I, I just lose things constantly. I left my saxophone at a bus stop, got into school and they went, you need to play an instrument or you're in trouble. Someone gave me a guitar and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then about a week later, someone handed me uh, Trivium's Ascendancy album. Ooh. And that was it. I was just like, I couldn't play the guitar. And I was hearing these solos and I was just like, oh, that's all I'm going to do. And all I did for like two years was just ignore people and learn trivium solos. Wow! Um, and they were oh, it was awful. I was so bad. And my mom always used to be like, "Oh, are you, you going to learn any songs?" I was like, nah, but I know the I know the solo from "Gunshot <laughs> to the Head of Trepidation." Do you want to hear it, mom? <laughs> right. um, and
2: She was like, "Yes, I do." She was like, "Yes, I do, Jack." I'm very proud of you
3: um so that was cool the, the album that made me want to sing uh was three Tears for sweet revenge because i'm still an emo like for sure um and i remember crying the first time i heard helena just playing along to it in, in the loft oh. like in my house and <laughs> i cry at everything i cry at absolutely everything the other day I was watching Bake Off, right? Paul Hollywood <laughs> talked about Birkenhead. He talked about Birkenhead. That's where I'm from. I cried because he mentioned where I'm oh, from. My goodness, um, mate. And uh, yeah, so, so that made me cry. And I was like, Oh, I want to sing. I want to play music that makes people kind of like not cry in a bad way, but like let, they can let stuff out. They were the first band I heard where I went, oh, musicians, like, aren't happy. (laughs) Oh, right. Like, because I thought, I genuinely used to think, you know, before all these interviews and stuff, we find it so funny because it's so transparent now. Whereas before there was this whole, like, veil of of mystique with bands and and you wouldn't know anything. And I I remember the first time I heard about the fact that the singer, uh, Billy Joe from Green Day, I remember hearing you know, the the American idiot DVD where he talks about being mentally like unhappy. I was like, but how, how is that possible? Cause I know who you are. Like, I didn't yeah. understand. I didn't understand it. And like my chemical romance stuff. Yes. It's, there's a lot of people that, that really dislike it. Um, but for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very obvious, like I'm not all right. And that's fine. And you don't have to be there, but let's go and distract ourselves for half an hour and have big fringes and stuff yeah you know um yeah. what was the third one there was the inspire you to sing and then i can't remember well, what it's you said just, just,
0: a, just anything really well uh, like a, a pivotal album for you uh, uh take to
3: the skies i think shikari nice um because I think, and Shikari, for, for me and Pete, you should see his room in his house. It's just Shikari stuff all over the walls. i <laughs> um, quite a
1: lot when I when I listen. I'm a fanboy of music, and I, I can't get enough of a band when I start listening to them. Basically, nice, yeah, just that. album you're the big, just made yeah, me... you are
2: definitely the biggest fanboy of You know, you know so much. You got your tastes is just insane. Like those, <laughs> just driving us on tour. Stop. I remember it, the back. It's of an there. addiction. It's an addiction. I'd be like, what the hell? is this. And then you'd go completely like full circle and do something like Britney Spears is like demo. First demo.
1: (laughs) I know every single word. I know every single word of both tracks. I love it. Who's that,
3: who's that rapper, Pete, that you played, uh, we wanted an 18 hour drive on a tour and I think six of the hours he was playing the entire discography of who's the guy that does the really, really fast, he's kind of like, Pete, you'll get this, like, nineties rapper. Um he is oh, do you know what? Buster Rhymes. Busta the rhyme. Bust the Rhymes. There it is. Yeah. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> every single song he ever did, including all of his demos, I've heard them all. And it's all the same. And Pete knows every word to every Buster Rhymes song. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't help myself. Steve, before you yes. before you cut before you cut off it was your three fave like the three albums that were turning points for you. Oh my god. All oh,
2: right. So I was I got into drums about 12 years old and I was a massive fanboy with like the pop punk stuff. Uh like Blink-182, Green Day. I would just literally just like I played a bit of guitar then as well. Mm. I would just literally I had to learn that this discography like on drums and guitar of like american idiot you know enra of the state uh and then i was like this huge chili chilies phase so i was like i wanted to be chad smith nice. and i'll just drum in my bedroom to like all the chili peppers albums and then like yeah then rage and muse and things like that i was i was major like you know f fan kid yeah it was great <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> any particular albums by those artists that really kind of like I know you mentioned Enemy of the State and um, American Idiot um, any, yeah any other oh, sort of I like, mean, like what was the geez. album that really kind of like just like got you well for
2: drums drums wise definitely uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic cool. Chili Peppers which is just like a phenomenal funk album yeah um, like perfect example of a bassist and a drummer just like locking in I like and the sound i just loved the sound of it and i was just trying to emulate the whole time um and that's how yeah i tried to just uh, chad smith kind of taught me about just playing for the song yeah and not doing the flashy thing i can't do the flashy thing on drums i just gave up then i was just like i'm I'm gonna, gonna be you know solid no flashy feels and just kind of lay it down and that's that's definitely kind of the probably the biggest influence for me was that album nice by, yeah Chili's.
0: nice not to make you jealous i've I've done a masterclass with Chad Smith. Oh. <laughs> I used to go to wow. uh, a, a, a music school called ACM. Uh, it still exists. Uh, oh, right. Um, but they, back yeah. years ago, they still do them, I think. But they used to invite alumni back for like masterclasses and stuff like that. And Chad Smith yeah. was one of the special guests. And uh, oh, being a bass cool, player, um, it was kind of like amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was one of those yeah. things where you just like, I, I, I you just like, you get to be the base player you want to be. I mean, you watch Flea and you can see yeah. what he does. And, and, and it, and it's Chad Smith that really gives him that kind of freedom to be that solid. Yeah. They, they play off in. each
2: other. Like they, yeah. it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And he hits, he's such a hard hitter. People don't, Really think about that too much, but how hard he's going through skins and skins and skins and sticks every single gig—it's insane. I saw like a video of his like drum tech going through all the gear he goes through in one gig. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's insane. His tuition DVD was really good. Did did you ever see that? I did. Him and Flea. No. Oh yeah, it's super, super like cheesy eighties, but um, as they were back then. You remember all the music uh, videos? They're great though. They just don't age well it's no. hilarious
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome no i um, and going back to shikari i had ral on the show recently as well which is really cool um, oh, wow! and and one nice. of their like another sort of thing <laughs> i'm just I don't know i'm bigging myself up with this one but um they they supported my band in london one of their first london shows um oh, nice. back in the day so awesome sort of like, man pre-first album like with a demo ep out and stuff like that and, mm. uh, yeah no no it's just like little things like that and it's always nice coming back full circle and speaking to them again like about 20 years later
3: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm man. watching watching nice. them sort of
0: like skyrocket as well which was like it's crazy um but their new album's absolutely phenomenal i was like totally i love it
3: i love it um it's yeah yeah it's amazing it's really it's cool. so good
0: um but yeah um final question guys um what are it's probably you've probably had a lot of time for these sort of things but what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not doing stuff for tova um what what do you kind of do to either unwind or have you got any like hobbies that you've been you've had for you know years and years
3: um
2: I, i run i just i like running running try and do four or five times a week but I had a kid this year, so that's that's becoming less and less frequent, and the dad bod <laughs> is kind of creeping up.
0: It does, it does catch you. It does catch yeah. you. <laughs> Congratulations on having a kid. It's, uh,
2: thank you, thank you. Yeah. Pete, Pete's thrilled, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> it's our little in-joke that he just does, he's not happy for me at all. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh it's so good. Oh, man. I can hear him it, giggling. It's so good. We'll, honestly, dude, we'll be in a rehearsal and Pete will say something and it'll be aimed at Steve and, and Steve will laugh it up. And then about 10 minutes later... Steve will say something back to Pete, but there'll just be a little more venom than usual. Because he's just, because he's, Pete is the like Steve. No, Pete's not the nicest person. He's awful. Steve, no, Steve is right. Steve is the nicest person ever. So he doesn't want to hurt oh, someone's feelings. But I think, yeah, he just gets. Obviously, he's got a child. You're going to be very defensive of your child. Yes. And he just, <laughs> just a little thing twitches, and then because <laughs> well, we've now all got.
2: I've resorted it's to so, sending Pete about twenty pictures oh of the kid in, like, in one go. Every you
1: know, now you send then, over WhatsApp, and, again, uh, every every and then bro. there'll be no messages from Steve. And then, like two weeks later, there's like twenty-five pictures of his boy. <laughs> like, thanks. It's so good. And there's no like, no message, no like, here you go or anything. It's just twenty-five pictures of his son. Like, it's ironic because right. Pete uh, is also a teacher. Ah, oh.
0: yeah. So you have a reason <laughs> to like children.
1: That's fine. I like children. I like children. Just uh <laughs> <they're not>
0: mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so good. Brilliant. Jack,
1: what's I, your hobby?
3: My hobby. Um I well, just coffee mate. <laughs> I I I find it very hard to do anything other than music, if I'm honest. Yeah. I am <laughs> the the difference my my hobby it sounds really, this really stupid. My hobby is playing the guitar. But it it's just a it just I think the hobby combined with my very like kind of like very constant unemployability has just meant that I play the guitar all the time. Like right. I've I've tried I've tried to do other things. I honestly have man and I've been fired from every job I've ever done in my life. Apart from one apart from one. Um and uh and I can't, I can't focus on anything else. Like I've, I, I've got some form of ADHD, um, <laughs> and all I do is either write music with the lads, or when I'm not doing that, I sit and play the guitar on the sofa. So
0: you're, um, you're not going to do the government guidelines of retrain, reboot, re something. Oh,
3: no. well, <laughs> I, I tried to retrain eight times before we started this band, and every single time, you know, they, uh, they, they told me to. Uh, they, they told me to leave, so so to, uh, I just played uh, off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your hobby, Pete? I don't think. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, mm, I don't. I walk my eat- dog a lot. Yeah,
1: I'll my dog a lot. So walking, and I listen to a shitload of music. Like honestly, uh, if I'm in a place where I can listen to music, I will just listen to new bands, new music. Doesn't yeah. matter what genre, nothing. As long as it's new, I'm happy, and I'll uh, give it the time of day and I'll check it out. A lot of it utter shit, but <laughs> I've listened to it and I'll go ah, okay. Next
3: yeah you've always got you've always got the you've always got the attention for it I, th- I think the thing is is that me and Pete aren't for quite a lot of people we're not really too palatable a, a human so I think there's we we're, we're quite extreme in in our personalities so we kind of find a lot of comfort in just constantly the listening to or making music and I suppose that's why the band works because we're always just writing or listening to stuff um our hobby is music, and our, and we're all best mates, and um, that's what makes all of this work. It just happens to be turning into a career, you know. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. That's very,
0: yeah. well put. very Thank well. you. Nice, cool. Well, my pizza, uh, Jack, Steve. Thank you very much. I really appreciate mm-hmm. your time this evening, and um, thank you so yeah, much. Good luck with everything. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch on on the twelfth. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna try and pick up a ticket. Yeah, for, when, when do they go on sale? Uh, they go on sale this week. This week. Cool. I'm just trying it. Yeah. yeah. So, cool awesome cool all right wicked all right, nice man. one well cool, have a good man. rest of your uh, cool. well what's left of the night it's not very long um, <laughs> <laughs> but have a good rest of your week and i hope uh lockdown doesn't or lockdown two i should say uh doesn't affect you guys too much yeah.
1: thank you all
0: right thanks you man too, you too have thank a you, one, mate.
1: appreciate it bye bye nice see you later see you later bye, bye. bye.